it was the right decision for us as a family, but it was also individually a really good decision. There were all kinds of layers of advantages that I didn't factor in, like health. I was so much healthy down there than I normally am in the winter. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. I've heard this little story that at one point you walked into the bank and what did you give them? I gave them the keys to my first investment property. Yep. I physically walked in the bank and gave them the keys. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> wow. Epic fail. I was young. It was before I became a lawyer. I was a law student, actually. I had no idea what I was doing. And yeah, and I failed. <laughs> but that's okay, because look at where I'm now. Exactly. Look at where you are now. You fail big and you learn a lot and you move on. Exactly. If you want to learn more about Malena's story, listen to our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode from The Right Club about real estate investing in Canada. I'm Laurel Simmons, a co-founder of The Right Club and your co-host, and I have with me here tonight, Francois Lantier. So, Francois, we're talking to Malena Cardinal tonight, aren't we, who is a real estate investor-focused lawyer. Yes, and an amazing story. I'm not going to reveal everything, but there's something about being a digital nomad, losing a property, having a child at 21, hardship, and then huge success as well. And then I learned from you, Laurel and Melena, about harmony, not work-life balance, (laughs) but harmonizing your lifestyle, which is really true. So we're talking about customizing your life. How can you stay harmonious and not maybe balanced? Because some days, let's face it, you're going to work more than play more. That's okay, too. And you just learn to live with it. So I can't wait to hear the interview. Yeah, Melaine is inspiring. And just her story is, I've heard it a number of times. And every time I hear her story, I go, wow, just wow. So enjoy the story. But before we go there, I'm just going to add, please... Uh, rate us uh, on any of the uh, the platforms that you're listening to, Spotify or Apple or whatever it is. If you give us a rating, a good rating, I hope, but it helps us reach other investors, real estate investors, so that we can provide more uh, training and education to people. And don't forget to join us at therightclub.com where there's lots of content for you, all kinds of information. When you start poking around, you will be amazed at what you'll find there. Well, that's it, folks. And it's time for the interview now. Welcome, Elena Cardinal, to our podcast. It's coming into the summer now, and uh, we're all seeing, or, but I suspect that you're not relaxing, are you? Not that much. No, I wish I was, but no, I'm not. <laughs> we are in- incredibly busy right now. So what's going on? Why are you so busy? Come on, it's supposed to be, we're all supposed to be laid back and sitting by the pool and having a glass of wine or a margarita or a sparkling whatever, and we're just chilling. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm getting shit done. I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but <laughs> you can actually. <laughs> cool. I'm getting shit done. I have clients doing amazing things, and I'm blessed to be a part of it and to watch it unfold. And keeps me going. Keeps me up at night. Keeps me 
getting up in the morning and getting excited for the day. Yeah. Very excited to be part of what all my clients are doing and, and a couple of projects of our own coming down the pipe, which we're very excited about as well. And I think my husband in particular wished that I would slow down and take a breath from time to time, but I don't know that I do that very well. I, you know, I'm a workaholic a little bit. You get bored, I guess. There's nothing going on. I need to do something. <laughs> yep. This is great. This Can you take us back then maybe to your earlier years? What was your influence? Because you didn't just wake up and you have this busy law firm and all these properties and things going on. How did this start? No, definitely not. My parents are business management consultants or were, they're both retired, but they were business management consultants. I was raised very much in that environment. They ran a business from home together, which was um, inspirational and at the same time, a little bit crazy. And both of them went to university after like later in life and actually met in university. And for them, I think for both of them, what they shared was that university was almost like a salvation to the careers that they really didn't enjoy so much before. And so they pushed my brother and I towards university very much. And I, not that I have anything against it. I think it was wonderful. And I learned so much and I had such wonderful experiences in school and definitely enjoyed every bit of it. I've realized though, in the last few years in particular, that the most successful people I know are not necessarily people who went to school. And I think watching people operate in the world of real estate, the particular skills that I apply to law are very similar actually to what people apply to growing a portfolio or to being a mortgage broker or to our real estate agents who are real estate investor focused. I feel like there's a lot of similarities in what we do things in the way that we think. I think that's all relevant because you talked about your parents and because everything we do or everything we experience obviously affects what we're doing now. But what was the one thing, what was the trigger for you to get into real estate? Because you are an investor and you're also a real estate lawyer who specializes in helping investors. What is it like, what drove you to do that? What was the defining moment or the whatever maybe it wasn't a defining moment maybe it was a whole bunch of moments I think it was but there was definitely a clear path that led me here I was basically a main street general practice kind of law firm and I was I was doing a bit more real estate but I wasn't real estate investor focused and then I met my husband and my husband is American and so when he arrived in Canada he only had a visitor visa until we got his permanent residency and so he wasn't allowed to work in Canada and he's the kind of guy that can't sit still for a movie. So the idea of getting him to sit still all day and do nothing was excruciating, frankly. So he needed to do something. So why don't we just buy a property and flip it? And that's how we started out is we started doing a few investments because that was allowed, of course. And so we did a few investments and lo and behold, I fell in love with real estate investing. I loved every aspect of it. To me, it's like a puzzle. It's almost like I can see it and it's palpable almost how it structures and how it comes together. And I just completely fell in love with it. And because we were real estate investors ourselves, I started to attract a clientele of real estate investors and then made a few key connections, you know, through those connections, got introduced to other connections and eventually built a practice around real estate investing. And one thing that I always say is that I feel like there's two degrees of separation between all the real estate investors in Canada. We're all like a little village all spread out over Canada, but we all know each other. So once you're in with the real estate investors, it's, it just skyrockets from there because it's like a web and you get to meet all of these amazing people 
And I just got so excited to, to get to know all these people and see what they're doing and just learn new ways of doing things. So it was gradual, but I think in the end, it was very purposeful. It was just figuring out where my heart lies and I didn't expect it, but it lies in real estate investing. Very cool story. And I like your influence is your husband and out of a need, a lot of people do real estate because they had, I don't know, stocks fall or crash or they don't have a retirement, but this is a very different angle. But I love also that you joined this community and you're right, two degrees of separation. Yeah, not six, definitely not. <laughs> Even worldwide, <laughs> yeah. it's shocking how many contacts you end up having in other countries and things. Milena, maybe I'll be a little indiscreet, but I heard something about you spending some time abroad. Maybe you can tell did. us more about that. Absolutely. That sounds exciting. It was planned. The idea that we had was that we would go to a country. Initially, we didn't know which one. We would go to a country for two weeks. And if we loved it, we would go back for about two, two and a half months. But then because everybody was working from home and we felt so secluded in our home working from here. And this was back in September, October of last year. So we were feeling very cooped up. And we were looking at the prospect of another winter feeling cooped up. And the thing is, at that point, my practice had become fully virtual. Everybody was working from home anyway. And my husband had stopped working his nine to five to focus fully on our portfolio about a year prior. So we looked at each other and we said, we don't have to stay here. So instead of doing two weeks and then going back in, from January to March, we decided to just stay. So ultimately, I was in Colombia from the last week of October until February. And then in February, we went to Mexico. We toured Mexico for about a month, Yucatan Peninsula for about a month. We went all kinds of places. And then we spent a few weeks in my husband's family in the States and then came home around early April. So that was quite an adventure. And it was fortuitous that the world being the way it is, the silver lining, it allowed us to do that. I don't know that I'll recreate the same experience. I'm hoping to spend time down south in the winters, but not quite as much as last year. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Now talk about customizing your life. So Laurel and the Right Club, we always talk about customizing your life. So this is a major way of customizing it while working, which is amazing. We never stopped operating. I took a few weekends here and there, but that was it. I never really took any vacation per se. I was working the whole time. 
except when I was on the airplanes. You really are. I was on an airplane a week ago and I was working. I just said, oh, for heaven's sakes, by the way, the wireless (laughs) access and I worked. What am I going to do? It's ridiculous. Actually, it's four hours of solid work time. You really are the digital nomad. There's just so many ways to work and you don't have to be at your own home. If we're all, as you say, isolated for months on end, like really doesn't matter where I'm isolated. Can I be isolated in the place where I don't have snow up to my knees? <laughs> well, exactly. Right. Yeah. It was, it was enough layers of complication, I think. And we were just like, we can at least take the cold. Away. And I think too, that if, as we move forward from the last couple of years, I think we're going to find that there's been a kind of a seismic shift in what people realize they can do in terms of that kind of work, because as real estate investors, yeah. We always knew that you didn't have to be there, but I think it's really sunk in with people now that no, you do not have to be in that city or that area or that province or that country Mm -hmm. to invest. And the same with all all our service providers, our legal team, our mortgage brokers. We don't have to be right in, like, I don't have to be able to drive to see you. Not that I do anyway, but it's a psychological barrier, but I think it's fallen for a lot of people. Yeah. And I, and it was the right decision for us as a family, but it was also individually a really good decision. There were all kinds of layers of advantages that I didn't factor in, like health. I was so much healthy down there than I normally am in the winter. Like normally in the winter, it's very dry. I have, my skin has, is different. My breathing is different. My ability, my eyes get tired more easily. My hands tend to get really cracked just because of how much I work during the day. I have rheumatoid arthritis, so I had a lot of pain, but by being away for the winter, I was actually extremely healthy. So I know it's a bit ironic, but I was a lot more productive it spending those months down south than I was here. So it was absolutely amazing. And I think it was a strange thing because it angered some people, but it inspired most of the clients that I would say are the kind of clients that I love to have. It was almost inspirational. And I was like, whoa, like I did not anticipate that wonderful fringe benefit. (laughs) Yes. So what drives you to do what you do and i think you touched on that is that the nice people and the creativity but i'll let you answer the question (laughs) sure i think maybe just to take a, a bit of a step back i come from relatively humble beginnings i wasn't wanting for anything when i was growing up but i had a child at 21 and my parents were very clear that they did not expect to be taking care of me now that I was a mother. And it was a great gift that they gave me that forced me to take responsibility. But I was actually on welfare for the first two years of my daughter's life and and then went back to school and figured it out and then eventually started my practice. And I guess I have a deep appreciation for the hustle. And when my clients are like stretched thin and working on trying to put together a deal and it's gruesome sometimes <laughs> it's excruciating because you're like I put so much work into this and we're almost at the finish line and it's like just a little bit just a little bit more a little bit more and so I have a deep appreciation for that and I think that it's very inspirational for me to be a part of, of those deals those transactions the paths that my clients are on. I've made so many friends from those relationships as well which led to our own 
portfolio growing as well. It's all linked. And yeah, I think what drives me, yes, is the creativity that comes with real estate. The fact that it's like a puzzle. I like when it's a big mess and clients are like, oh, I have this really complicated situation and I don't know how to fix it. And I can almost like palpable, I can just see it in front of me and be like, oh, this is the solution. This is how we deal with this. Oh, okay. That sense of accomplishment that I feel from having the ability to help is massive for me. So I want to go back to a comment you just made, which really piqued my interest. And you said that some people were angry with you because you weren't working here. Why? Like, what was going on with that? Not sure I could really understand. It was only a few and it wasn't necessarily real estate investors or the kind of clients that I'm very passionate about working with, but there were definitely a few clients that I could feel were upset. It's almost like they felt abandoned that I had left the country. And I'm like, but I'm still working. I'm still working just as much as I was, if not before, if not more than before. I'm not sure why. It's just odd. Anyway, but you know what, as you said, you are narrowing the field of the people whom you want to work with. And we all do that in our investing lives and in anything else. You want to work with other investors whom you have similar values and ethics and all the rest of it. And I'm sure you want those clients that match up that align with your values and ethics. And so that makes sense. So Melina, where do you invest? Like you personally and you and your husband, what areas do you invest in? uh, Let's see. We have 25 doors of our own, which are mostly in the Cornwall area and some in a small town outside of Ottawa. But in the last few years, we've really tried to hone in on what we're really passionate about and what we really love to do. And we're actually working with a coach now, which is a very exciting next step. And one of the things that was the most revealing for me to come to that conclusion was that I love relationships. I love partnerships. And so for me, it's not so much about the deal itself as much as the person that I'm joint venturing with and their passion for the deal. And I love being in a more supportive role to a joint venture partner. And so now we've invested in a large multiplex in Shawinigan in Quebec. We're also working on a flip in Smiths Falls and we have a few investments elsewhere, including in Nova Scotia. Thanks to you guys. Wow. Quebec. That's a whole different ballgame because now you're into different legals. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I remember way back in the day when we Danielle and I were doing some stuff in in Gatineau because we were living in Ottawa at the time. We we had some rent to own. And I remember the lease option agreements and all that stuff that you have in place. We sent it to a notary in Quebec and it came back. It was like a book. I swear it was a book. (laughs) We sent maybe, I don't know, 10 pages. And what came back had to be at least 35 or 40. And I just looked at Danielle and I said, What? So many investors are writing out Quebec, like they just write it off. They're like, I'm just not touching Quebec for that reason. And it was Thursday. It was when we went to the pop event in Ottawa when I was speaking and everybody was talking about Quebec and, oh my God, this is a minefield. And then the next day we met up with joint venture partners who are, we're doing the deal in in Shawinigan with, and they said, it's like this abyss, right? And you send the deal to the notary in Quebec and it falls in this abyss. And then at some point it closes and you have no idea in between what's going on. And I was like, it's only been two, three days now. So give me a little bit of time, but I can't imagine there isn't one notary out there that's doing it differently. I am making it my mission to find this notary and to work with them so that I can 
transition at least clients towards a setup that makes sense because it's still like a service-based business. And I I have to be able to find a notary that's going to be able to assist these clients into investing in that beautiful province. I don't understand why it has to be that way. So here we go. Anyone who's listening, please, we are putting the plea out. We're sending it out into the universe. If you know of a really great notary to work with in Quebec and who specializes in real estate, not just real estate law, but real estate investors, because they are different. You have to know both, but real estate investing, it's really important, that distinction. Please let us know. <laughs> like, just let us know and we'll get that information out because yes, you are not the only person who is investing in Quebec or who yeah. has invested or who will invest because there's a lot of potential there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the key element is working collaboratively because if I can find out, for instance, I had a client who was investing through Olympia Trust. So he was a private lender investing through Olympia Trust and self-directed CFSAs, et cetera. And he wanted to invest in Quebec and we had done a deal together. So he asked me, are you able to work in Quebec? And I was like, sadly, no, I can't. But so he went to a notary in Quebec and it was a disaster. Like it was like six months to close this deal. And I was like, but it takes two days, really to get all the documents necessary for Olympia Trust. And I could have done that. I can't actually register the deed or the charge or whatever in Quebec, but I can certainly help organize the documents. And I kept offering my help. Not once did this notary even return an email. I must have emailed them 10 times and been like, look, I will fill out the forms and send them to you. I know exactly what Olympia Trust wants, but I get them to get back to me. And I don't know why. I really don't understand that. So a notary that works collaboratively and is willing to learn could get so much business from our group of investors that just want to invest in Quebec. They just want someone who's going to be communicative. That's it. And collaborative. Well, Milena, we need to talk offline after this. There are some great investor clubs, and I know quite a few people in Quebec that do invest creatively with registered funds and all of that. So I'm sure I can connect you. There you go. You threw it out in the universe. But <laughs> I know people that will know people guaranteed. So let's have a chat. Any listeners as well in Quebec, let us know and we can Absolutely. help you out. So our next question is, how do you juggle work-life balance? Because this sounds like quite a busy lifestyle. You got a portfolio, you have a husband, you have to keep busy. And then you have like a big practice that's booming, virtual. How do you balance all this? I don't know that I do that great of a job, if I'm being honest. And I think part of it is the volume of work that we do. But part of it is just who I am. I think I'm a workaholic and I get so much joy and so much energy from the work that I do. That's not always fair to my family, unfortunately. And I try to carve out some time where I'm completely devoted to my family. But realistically, I'm not the best at having a good work-life balance, but I'm working on it. I am working on it. Really interesting you say that because I talked to a number of people about work-life balance and I think I was doing another podcast fairly recently and I said, oh my goodness, somebody talks to me about work-life balance. My eyes roll so hard in my head. It's like they fall out of my head because there is no such thing. And I think we do ourselves such a disservice to talk about work-life balance. There really isn't any work-life balance. There is none. There's no balance in the universe. There's not as much. There just isn't. There is not but there's harmony, what I call harmony. You can set your life up so that it works smoothly. Forget the balance. It just, it doesn't exist and it never will. And so I like, so you're working on harmony and that works for me. Yeah, I would say that's true for me too. See, there you go. There you go. I got the (laughs) message out again. Yay, Laurel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to go to the lightning round. 
This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. So right. you know how this works. We're going to just ask you a quick question and you just respond any way you want. And uh, so I'll start. Malena, knowing what you know now, what would you say to your 21-year-old self about circumventing the process and moving ahead even faster? What advice would you give yourself? I would say just do it, like just start investing early, figure out a way that works for you and do it. Don't be afraid to jump because I feel like a lot of investors think they need to have it all figured out before doing their first investment. Sometimes you just got to go for it. I'm not saying going it willy-nilly and cavalierly, but yeah, like just do it. So you mentioned joint ventures. How do you pick partners? That's a big one in 30 seconds. I think I go by gut instinct. The joint venture partners that we're investing with in Shawinigan, they were clients. They were so amazing with me. And I kept thinking all of their suppliers must love working with them. And I was like, I want to joint venture with them. <laughs> okay. That's a really good tip actually. And you're right. I mean, you can look at numbers and numbers can say a lot, but it never gives the entire picture. Never, ever. Okay. Question number three. If you had your druthers, where would you like to spend a week-long holiday? Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Why? I want to see the world. I want to see everything, but there's always been something about Thailand. And I've never been to Asia, so it's definitely on the bucket list, but I do expect that it's going to be a long trip. So I don't think I can afford to do that for the next few years anyway. But yes, I'm very excited about seeing Asia. But for some reason, Thailand's always been top of the list for me. And the fourth question, uh, continuing with this, is how do you become a digital nomad as a lawyer? I never thought I'd, like, usually it's more customer service or graphic artist or something. But now you're the head of a law firm and you're a digital nomad. I love it. I really love it. But do you have one big tip how to prepare to do such a thing? I think it's a couple of things. I wish I had one, but I think it's a handful of things. And top of it would be the fact that we've always been innovative. We've always looked for the better way of doing things, the easier way of doing things, the faster way of doing things. And efficiency was always top of the list for me. And at one point, we ran out of storage space in the building that we are in. And I said, okay, that's it. We're going paperless because there's no way I'm going to an offsite storage every time we need a document. So we went paperless about five years ago, although it took two years to get there. So that was a big factor, I think. And then another huge factor is I have a phenomenal team and they were extremely supportive and they assisted every way they could, even though it made their life a lot harder for a while when they adapted to me not being physically present in Canada. So it was amazing, the support that I got from my team and that allowed me to do that. All right, there you go. Like just have the team, have the support and have the systems. Oh, I think that's my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> have the team, have the support, have the systems. And if they're good, they'll support you no matter where you are. It and then drink wine. 
For what it's worth, I do my best to support them as well. I know. And that's important. Beneficial relationship. But my point is like having a team, I treat them like they're gold and then they give it back. (laughs) And that's how we all want to be treated. And that's, that works. It works for everyone. Everybody wins. Okay. Malena, how can people reach you? I believe you guys have my contact information. It's going to be put in the notes but do you want me to say it out loud as well it'll be in the show notes but what's the best way should they email you should they go to your website i think email is a phenomenal way of reaching me info at cardinal law info at cardinallaw.ca is probably the best way and then we send a link and you book a consultation all right there we go yeah thank you very much melena we will see you at other pop-up events i'm sure And we'll see you on the the webinars that we do. And we'll just see you. (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. Hey, Laurel. Wow. How was that? That was so inspirational. I just loved some of the comments that Milena had to share with us. Some of the stories. Spending the winter as a digital nomad lawyer, which I never expected. (laughs) And so many good tips and tricks. So what was your top takeaway? I think for me, it was simply that she was able to go away for many months and with, without a blip, there's just today on this day and age and with the technology we have, there's just really, if you, that's what you want to do, then do it. Don't let, I don't know how to do it. Or or I don't know if it can be done. Let them, don't let those questions stop you. Of course they can be done. So figure it out and go and enjoy your life because we only go around once. That's Um, it. So let's start customizing our lives right now and do Milena, just do it. Uh, yep. And then, of course, plan and everything <laughs> and learn, but do it as well. Don't hesitate because time yep, goes exactly. by. Customizing your life. That's her motto. She's really doing it. So anyway, until the next time, have a great evening, a great day whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you online. We'll see you in a live event. And we'll, I guess, see you, listen to you, talk to you on a podcast. All the best. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.